she's you know honing her skills on the marketing things and what's going on in you know social social landscapes and so on and so on and so on and we started building our clients one at a time from real estate agents to beauty salons schools and just using our resources all that type of effort and, and grit and, and perseverance has led us to not be where we live in Hollywood now. You know, we went from, uh, I remember having this conversation in a, in a bathroom in Atlanta right. to moving to New Orleans to co-managing Bayou Classic to now being out here and working with some of the biggest brands and names. And, and I always looked at myself as like, I'm a poet, I'm a writer. You know, I want to write songs. And I want to write, you know, TV shows and scripts. Like I had to convince myself of one that it's okay for me to be a poet and a writer and a photographer and do graphic design. That that took a while for me just even under, understanding that. And those things, uh, photography, graphics, and video were things were things that I needed for my own resources. But I always had to find, you know, those three different people and trying to build relationships and, and nurture those relationships so I can, you know, get my marketing needs and business done. And so that was really, really difficult. And those things led to me being like, man, let me just try and learn this on my own. First of all, I used the quote-unquote professional-grade camera was in that essence in the photo pit of the Superdome. If, you, if you're in that pit, you got to have a professional-grade camera so I couldn't use my iPhone or nothing like that. So I called my aunt in Chicago and asked her if I can borrow her, her camera because I knew she had like a nice, nice camera. And she let me borrow it and like shipped it to me. And that was the first time I used the camera. I asked her what model she had. And before it, the camera got to me, I was on YouTube studying everything. So when it arrived, I knew what every button was and what was what. So it was like me just applying what I just saw. And so from there, like it fueled me. I was like, man, like, I, I think I could do this. And I had an eye, like I have an eye for, you know, you know not like I'm, you know, dumb, nice with it, but I just felt like I know what I, I, know what I like, you know, so like I'm looking through my, my, my lens or whatever, or my viewfinder, and I'm, you know, taking pictures. I'm like, I like the angle, I like the angle. And I'm, you know, doing a lot of stuff that might work and might not work. And that was the, but that was the, uh, me, me not having a photographer, me wanting to know more about it, me understanding that it's okay for me to do different things led to like those things fueled me to be like to like really 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 get into photography more how do you define success for me i mean for me it's like markers like in, in my in my mind i think like even you know where i quote unquote am today i think like oh when i make x amount of dollars like i'll then i'll be successful but i think i, I i'm almost certain i bet my my, my left ovary that if I, I make that, that marker from a dollar standpoint, I'm still gonna feel unaccomplished in a lot of ways. For one, for me to, 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 I guess, answer that question, I think if I can step back from it all, for me, success is my brand being able to live beyond my lifetime. That was one of the first things that when I set out just for the name, I was like, it's not gonna be named after me. I want it to be something that's, if once I'm gone, you know, this thing, this thing can go. So. That to happen if I could, you know, know as I leave that this thing, verbal slick, is, you know, this 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 foundation of sorts, then uh, I, I think, but I think that would take my literally my lifetime.
Are you ready for a new podcast that will challenge your perspective of Black-owned business? Join host Clyde Anderson, former CNN financial analyst, as he tackles conversations that expose listeners to what it's like when doing business while Black. These conversations are long overdue, so tune in to Doing Business While Black and get a dose of reality. Visit doingbusinesswhileblack.com to subscribe and listen. Together, we can redefine Black business success and take control of our own narrative. The conversation continues. What's the biggest challenge you think you've had to face in business? It's always like I'm trying to get my foot in the door. Even though like I'm surrounded by, like I, I have things that I can do like, man, I want this, I did this. Things that are just happening daily, but for whatever, like there are, there are, there are entities and brands that are steadfast and hard, you know, known in uh, in, in these spaces that I'm trying to get in. And uh, it's difficult. It's like anything else. I think you can say no names. I don't know. Smoke. I ain't there yet. I ain't got. I ain't. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't there yet. I mean, and not like you know, not like uh, blatant like racist things or like you know, we won't hire. You know, you can't get a job. You coon. You know, nothing mm-hmm. crazy. More, more so um, in the form of I, I see, I see opportunities being missed due to people's mis- misconceptions or misunderstandings or misinformation. I'm, I'm gonna give an example. Okay. Like we, you know, we're working in a sporting event. They're going to sing the national anthem. This is right in the, the, the height of uh, Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. taking a knee. The question around this table during this meeting was when the national anthem is being sung, what if the players take a knee? The the the, the white people were more so in in the in the in the favor of well what if we just talk to the coaches and tell them to tell the players not to do it? And didn't understand that's not their place to even intervene. And then we said, Well, after you know, after we got past the discussion about the knee or not to knee. uh, It was like, uh, how about we sing, then in addition to singing the anthem, we're going to sing the National Negro Anthem. The white people in the room, they didn't know what that was. They thought we were joking. They had never heard it, so we had to put our laptop, put it up and played it, and they had never heard Lift Every Voice and Sing. So how do you react to that? What's your reaction? I mean, I I was a little baffled, but it's like, I'm a little slightly further along because I studied sociology, shout out to Georgia State. So I, I understand, I just kind of like, wow, man, we, we there's a deeper gap than, than I thought. So, and when I say like opportunities miss, like, you know, we want to hire a certain uh, group and singer to do a certain thing. And, but if you don't have an understanding of the culture, a lot of times things can be missed. And it's not just about Given a, a black business the dollar, sometimes it's a perfect fit. I see that those kind of things more than more than mm-hmm. anything. And oftentimes, if you're perceived like if you're if you're a black agency or a, a black writer, you're also perceived as you can only t- discuss black black things. Versus, you know, I can write you know Bridges in Madison County too. So those kind of things. What's the advantage that you think you have of being black in business? Man, and on on the flip side of everything I just said is is knowing this culture. I just culture our culture has value has a lot of value to it. Uh more than more than more than we know. It's like this invisible it's this invisible thing, but yeah, it's it's a lot of value to it. You know, it, it comes off in my in all my work. 
you know, unless I'm trying to make something, like if I'm, if I'm making something, if I need it to look really, really corporate, then it's gonna look really, really corporate. But if somebody's generally hiring me for me and my style and my aesthetic, it's gonna have, you know, this flavor of this culture. People, people pay for that. What, what do you think the biggest sacrifice you've had to make in business? Mm. Man, putting putting all my chips in, and when I say all my chips in, I don't mean just like you know my dollars and cents per se, but like just you know really just doing everything I can. Um, you know, for for example, we were in New Orleans, and you know we had a really 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 tough spell with the business for a little while in New Orleans, and uh, we were still doing you know hanging on by a thread. We had a few clients. Uh, but even, you know, it was like all these financial things that was going on. Things got more and more strained. And um, I had to kind of like ask myself, like, you know, am I doing literally everything I can? And for whatever reason, that everything I can, you know, it came down to like, are you going, you know, door to door? You know, are you hitting the pavement? And so I created, I created this graphic, like basically like a fly. It was really, I thought it was dope too, but basically like a flyer promoting Verbal Slick and our services. And I was gonna get them, get them printed and we were gonna map out what areas we would basically just canvas and hit up small businesses one by one. Right. And just trying to get in and trying to drum up business. And before a long time I wasn't I wasn't so willing or open to do something like that. And it wasn't until I got to that space of like, I'm trying to do everything I can before I say, uh, you know, I got to put this thing on pause and do something else. Um, that was probably, you know, that might not sound like a sacrifice, but I was probably my biggest quote unquote sacrifice. Cause I felt like it was myself. Like I had to let go a lot of ego, pride, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, no, I put myself on the fire. Why keep going? saw something and it's and it's great man like you know it's this balance of it's almost like i don't know where my next meal is coming from <laughs> but i like I, I just like i like my life right now i'm 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 doing i'm, I'm doing things that i that i that i dreamed of and um i actually just admire just being able to wake up when i want to wake up mm-hmm. for real for real what it all came down for me was like you know, on some tomorrow night promise type stuff. I'm like, I don't know how much time I got. You know, God willing, I'll live a full life, you know, 80 plus, 90 years, who knows? But I, I just, one of my one of my biggest fears was, you know, getting to the point where, you know, I'm up in age and I can't do these things I want to do. And I right. look back with this sense of regret and just yeah. feeling like, why didn't I keep going? And why did I stop? And, you know, this person said this and I believed it. And, you know, here I am now, and oh man, you know, like that 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 scared me. And I was like, what what would help me is if I get to that point. If I get to that point, I, I can look back and say, hey, I'm not where I want to be, but man, I I tried everything I could with everything I knew. I'm like, I could I could rest I could rest with that. What do you think, man? Out of all these experiences, were some of the big lessons? Being prepared has has kept me sane and, and not like you know losing my mind in a lot of situations because um, I've been in I've I've been in a lot of situations where I've been asked you know my thought on things my opinion on things you know what, what you know what direction things should go and, and and things of that nature and um 
and I was doing these things before any of these opportunities was on the table. Hmm. You know, it was just I, I was I was I had a curious curious I was curious about it, and uh, which really prepared me in a lot of ways. Because when I first started having some of these meetings, I was super duper duper nervous. I mean, dumb shook. Like, don't ask me no question. Don't look at me. I'm gonna say my name because I felt I had that I had imposter syndrome real bad because I didn't have I didn't have any certificates to say you know I, I was certified and none of this stuff. I didn't have no you know body of work and say oh here's my portfolio. But I know what I know, and it took me it it took me a while to to, to you know be super duper confident in that. But um. Being prepared, man. Being prepared, I would say, would, would be the biggest lesson because I haven't, I haven't taken, you know, I, ain't, I haven't taken no ills in those spaces where it's like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have did that. You know, let it know that, you right. know. But um, it's, it's a lot of things that I've that I've learned. Um, I'm basically just applying, applying them. Things, things that I, things that I'm just like, wow, these, these, these core things. I'm like, they really do work. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's like when I say like the lesson, you know, it's not like I, 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 you know, had an experience and messed up and then learned the lesson, but it's like kind of like, wow, like something like learning. So, you know, the lesson for me has been like, wow, this stuff has not been for nothing. Some of these core basic things have not been for nothing. You know, be kind to others, you know, be on time, you know, do what you said you would do, you know basics under promise over deliver you know your basic basic things and maybe people say man i want to work with things oh i like yeah. working with things here's your check right you know <laughs> well, finish this sentence for me in a perfect world my business in a perfect world my business would be a household name and able to inspire and employ others in pursuit of their dreams and visions Doing business while black means. Doing business while black means you have a history and a legacy of excellence that you need to carry forward and represent at all times. I want to thank Spinks for sharing his journey with us. My takeaway is this. Don't limit yourself. If you're talented or gifted in many areas, explore them all. Find out which talents are beneficial to help you solve problems and fill needs to get to where you're going. Don't focus on what you don't have, but instead figure out ways to get to your determined destination using all you have in your arsenal. Believe in yourself and be willing to invest in you. You are the most valuable asset. Learn to trust your instinct and talent. You are enough. Remember to always be prepared as you never know when you'll get an opportunity to make a lasting impression that just might change your life. See beyond where you are and know the destiny you envision is reachable. We do have a legacy to represent and carry on. Stay strong, hold your head. And remember, yesterday's a canceled check, tomorrow's a promissory note, and today's the only cash we have. So spend it wisely. Visit us on the web at doingbusinesswhileblack.com and tune in tomorrow for another episode of Doing Business While Black. Doing Business While Black. There is no one to save us but us.